bit of a paradigm shift, I think, for a lot of people. Maybe not dramatic at this point, but certainly on the minds of people. When you think about the way that we build our homes in Canada, uh, we focus on warmth, right? For good reason. It gets really, really cold here in the winter. I mean, we have heated floors. Some people have heated driveways, for goodness sake. We do a good job in focusing on staying warm. But this heat wave over the past couple of weeks here has a lot of people thinking about maybe we should be thinking a little bit more about how we can keep our homes cool, too. Uh, especially people who live in high rises and things like that. It's just uh, brutal. And in some cases where there's no AC or things like that, it's uh, it's life-threatening, as we've seen. So what are some ways we can build better? Or maybe sort of retrofit our homes now to try and make sure any future heat waves aren't nearly as awful as the last ones have. Let's get some information. We're going to chat with Finn McDonald now, who is the manager of the Canada Green Building Council Zero Carbon Building Program, talking about keeping your home cool. Uh, hi, Finn. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, it's a discussion I think a lot of people are having right now after having gone through the last couple of weeks is the fact that my home just really isn't equipped for this kind of heat. Yeah, it's 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 not something that we're used to designing for, especially in some of the colder climates in Canada. Um, one thing that we've been trying to do through the Zero Carbon Program is to get designers to start thinking about future weather. Most of the uh, most of the planning and design work is done using current climate scenarios. Right. Uh, but we know that we know that we're going to have hotter summers. We know that we're going to have colder winters. Um, so we have to be able to plan for that variation in temperature when we're designing buildings. Unfortunately, many of them that exist now were not designed that way. So when we're thinking ahead to the future, what kind of things do we need to um, start implementing? What kind of things are already happening? I'm sure there's lots of places in the world where they're way ahead of us on this. They deal with hot weather on the regular. What kind of things should we be doing when we're talking about building new homes or, or high-rises or any kind of building? Well, obviously, more insulation is, is the easy answer, but it's not just about thicker walls and better windows. We also need to make sure that we're managing the air infiltration of that building and then providing good vent- ventilation with heat recovery as well. Um, at the end of the day, buildings are about people. We can't just insulate them and air seal them. We have to make sure that the, we provide a good, healthy environment, and that requires ventilation. And if we can do that through uh, quality ventilation with heat recovery, we can make sure that we're providing people the right fresh air that they need so it's not stuffy, mm-hmm. uh, but also providing that cool climate in the summer and that hot climate uh, in the wintertime in, inside that building. I think most of us think of air conditioning, right? We've got to get air conditioning installed. That seems to be what a lot of people are saying. But um, there's other opportunities. There's other things we can look at, um, you know, in terms of keeping our house cool. It doesn't have to be just air conditioning, right? That's right. You know, there's lots of passive strategies. We, anything that you don't turn on is considered a passive strategy. Okay. So planting a tree to block the, uh, especially a, a tree that loses its leaves in the wintertime uh, in front of your big window, right? That'll block the sun in the summer, let the sun in in the winter. Uh, the same thing with uh, window shading, you know, just, just the overhang yes. over the window. That's just the right size to block the sun, which is directly above us in the in the summertime but at a lower point in the winter lets it in your window so those are what we call passive design strategies uh, planting a tree is something anyone at home can do now the the window the window shading is a little bit more difficult to retrofit um, even things like adding thermal storage in your house uh, that's something that, uh, that can easily be retrofit as well there's there are thermal storage units you can also add anything made of concrete it takes a long time to heat up or cool down It'll help you with that temperature swing between days. At Evernorth Health Services, 
We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In night. What about heat pumps? What are heat pumps and how do they work? So a heat pump is an air conditioner that runs both ways. Okay. Uh, if you think about your refrigerator, your refrigerator is a heat pump, right? Cold inside, you put your hand behind the fridge, hot. you get hot air, right? So even though it's cold in that fridge, it's finding heat in there and moving it out. Uh, that's how a heat pump works. The beauty of a heat pump is, is it works in both directions. So you can get heat in the winter, cooling in the summer. Um, and, and this is great in, in any climate because even though you may not be able to use it all year round, you, you may already have a furnace, right? So if you're thinking about putting in air conditioning or if you have air conditioning and you have to replace your air conditioner, you can always look at using a heat pump. It'll provide you with cheaper heat during the shoulder seasons and you'll still get in, in a climate like Alberta a good chunk of the heating season out of that too. Okay, excellent. Um, now, we're talking a lot about homes, which is great, uh, but there's a lot of people living in apartments that I absolutely just feel for right now because we know those, those are almost like, you know, just heat-conductive tubes that these people are living in. They don't have the option of planting trees and things like that. Uh, what do we need to do better in terms of those kind of um, buildings? They need to be designed to properly manage uh, heating and cooling. There's something that we've baked into the, uh, to the zero carbon program that we have uh, where we talk about passive survivability. So putting in really good building envelopes, good, good air sealing, and, and making sure that these, these buildings are capable of holding a stable temperature for a prolonged period of time. So if you have a situation where there's a heat wave, the power grid goes down, uh, people aren't baking in these apartments, right? It's capable of holding the temperature for several days, uh, relatively stable. Um, designing for cooling demand is not something that we've done no. in Canada very well. Um, it's something that designers are capable of doing, uh, but it's not something they've been asked to do. And it's not something they've needed to do until now. Well, that's the um, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing about heat pumps is they actually will provide um, dehumidification as well. So the humidity goes away if there's humidity in your space. They can also uh, keep, keep the air, air from getting too dry in the wintertime as well. Gotcha. Okay. And what it just, well, you know, just the size of the building themselves, I imagine the bigger the building and the taller the building, uh, the more it's going to heat up, right? Yeah, so there's something called the stack effect that, that, uh, that plagues tall buildings, and it's the tendency for heat to rise, and as it rises from floor to floor, it, just, it, it, it bakes the top, the higher floors of the building, because all the heat rises. Gotcha, okay. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have a way out. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, radiant cooling. How, how does that work? Is that an option that we can be looking Is that a retrofit, or is that something that has to be built ahead of time? Well, radiation is, is, a, is a heat, trans- heat or cooling transformation methodology, right? So if, if, you, if you think about uh, a cold steel beam, right, it, it's, it's going to be radiant cooling. Um, it's just a, a, a method of delivering the heating or cooling. Um, radiant beams tend to work better when you have good building envelopes. Uh, you have to have a, a good thermal performance of your building before something like that's going to be an option. So it, it fundamentally is always going to start with that passive design approach to make right. sure we have good building envelopes before we start getting into those 
those uh, active systems that are going to provide the heating or the cooling. So those things will all be very beneficial in the future, but in the meantime, uh, just fall back on the things that we've always dealt with, you know, portable air conditioners, things like that, whatever you have to do. Yeah, in the meantime, we, we've got to stay cool. So uh, portable air conditioners, if you have to, window air conditioners, if you have to, and if you're building a new one, let's put central air in. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Good stuff. Thank you very much, Finn. I appreciate your time. No problem. My pleasure. Thank you. That is Finn McDonald telling us about how, you know, we may need to rethink the way that we uh, do some of our building construction in this part of the world as we have to deal with uh, this kinds of heat 